Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Uh, Melinda and I are having a chat today about uh, auctions. Yeah, welcome back everybody. It's good to um, bring another episode to you and we thought today we would really um, knuckle in on what we or what is the process of buying at auction here in Brisbane because it is quite different to buying at auction in Sydney and also in Melbourne and we really wanted to give buyers an understanding of the process and what you need to do in preparation for an auction campaign um, or an auction day. Yeah, I think you'll find in a lot of other states um, auctions are probably a little bit more common. Um, In Brisbane they probably haven't been as common but I think there's actually a lot more auctions um, now than what we used to see. Uh, In some areas uh, they don't probably have the auctions that doesn't suit that area. But um, in Brisbane City and close towards the CBD especially, um, we are seeing a lot more auction campaigns. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the um, the major differences between the buying in the other capitals in Brisbane needs to be highlighted. And that's why we really wanted to dedicate an entire episode to buying at auction here in Brisbane. So I guess the first thing before you get to the auction, um, <laughs> chat to the agent. Make sure it is definitely going to auction. Um, that's that's a good thing. Sometimes we've seen people talk to an agent and it's an auction campaign and all of a sudden the property's sold uh, and they completely miss out on that opportunity. So first things first, I think confirm with the agent that it is definitely going to auction, follow up and make sure that that is staying that way and it doesn't change in the campaign. So keep in contact make sure it's going to auction and then start to get prepared. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point to raise because there's a lot of people in Brisbane that are putting forward offers prior to auction. Now, when is that a good idea and when is it not? It really depends on a number of factors. First, it depends on a vendor and that's the seller and their circumstances. So, you know, it's not a good idea to be shy and, um, and hold your... Um, information close to your chest. You need to talk to the sales agent and let them know that you are interested in the property if you do intend to go to auction because in the event that they do receive an offer prior, um, you may have the opportunity to to go and um, submit your offer as well, especially if the vendor is seriously considering an offer. So you do need to make it known to the sales agent that you have interest in the property during the campaign Um, as to whether to put forward an offer prior to auction, um, look, it does depend. Some sales agents will always take a property all the way through to auction. Um, Others, if they get a a really good price and it is an unconditional offer under auction terms, then sometimes a seller will consider that. So look, we're not going to cover that in this episode. We really wanted to talk specifically about properties that go all the way to auction, but it is something to be aware of. So I guess the importance here is understanding that you need to be transparent with a sales agent. Let them know that you have interest in a property, that you do intend to bid at auction so that they Um, hopefully we'll have the courtesy to come back to you in the event that an offer is submitted prior that is being considered by a seller. So I I guess if we um, need to prepare for an auction, um, I I guess the first thing we need to do is um, everything we need to do before the auction, Um, obviously inspect the property. That's a good start. Um, And then what other things do we really need to make sure we get done um, before the day? Well, obviously, all of the due diligence needs to be done up front. The biggest thing about buying at auction is that there is no cooling off period when you buy at auction. 
So if you are the successful bidder, um, you will have to settle the contract, even if the house doesn't pass the inspections that you do, if you change your mind, if the bank doesn't give you funding, it doesn't matter why. If you are buying at auction, you will have a legal obligation to settle and there can be um, penalties that could be imposed in the event that you can't settle on that property. So the biggest thing is to make sure you are prepared. Don't bid at auction unless you have um, done all of the due diligence and you are finance ready. So obviously, before you bid at any property, you should inspect that property. Um, I know that I've seen people turn up partway through an auction and register, um, not in the, the latest market, but certainly in the past, uh, because they were taking the dog for a walk and they thought it was a good price. So, you know, that's a big risk, not really understanding the um, uh, you know intricacies of what may have come up in a prior building and pest inspection. So do inspect the property. Um, that is the the first thing that you need to do well before auction day. And, and, and auction conditions. So when you look at different ways of, of buying property, obviously you can put different conditions on whether it's a due diligence, whether it's finance, building and pest. Um, there are lots of different conditions you can actually put on a uh, on an offer on a property. However, when it comes to an auction, auction is unconditional. That's so, right. Yep. So I guess the first one is that uh, we can touch on is, is finance. Yeah, you definitely need to have your finance in place before you bid at auction. So you need to be working with your bank or with your mortgage broker. They need to know the address of the property and the amount that you're going to um, be able to bid up to must be disclosed. So they will be able to provide you with that guidance. And when you know your top limit, that is the maximum amount that you can bid up to on auction day. If you stretch beyond that, there is a risk that the bank may not support um, the finance in your instance, and then you may not be in a position where you can settle. So make sure you're speaking to your bank around your financial capacity and make sure that you're getting that approval in place uh, by talking to your mortgage broker or bank prior to auction day. They should have details of the property address and the amount at which you're going to bid up to. Now, a lot of um, uh, agents will obviously have a pack when they, when they send things out as well. So quite often they'll have in there um, a copy of the contract um, titles. Sometimes they'll, they'll do building and pest inspections on the properties. So sometimes agents will have a pack which they'll send out to you. So like we said at the beginning, talk to the agent, show interest, ask for that pack. Once they've sent that to you, they, they probably then know that you're interested. They'll keep you in the database and they'll keep in contact with you, but you need to obviously keep in contact with them. So make sure you get that information. As Melinda said, get your finance in place. Make sure you know your top limit that you will be approved for. Uh, and then obviously get that information that you need to have a look at. Yeah, of course, do your own research of the market. Some buyers will go to the extent of arranging um, an independent valuation prior to auction. Others might just be speaking with their mortgage broker to get an automatic valuation of the property. Um, there's a lot of risk associated with relying on those automatic valuations, which is not something we're going to cover today, but um, it will give a general guide, but it's not... Um, always representative of, of the, the true value based on current market conditions. So you need to understand comparable sales and where you're willing to bid up to. Um, and as Scott said, you know, getting a copy of the details from the agent, especially a copy of the contract itself, you must understand the terms and conditions of the auction sale. You also must understand any special conditions that the seller may have inserted into that contract. And that contract 
um, can be requested anytime up to auction day and you can get that contract reviewed by your solicitor or conveyancer prior to um, auction day. Yeah, it's probably a good idea if you have got a um, have a solicitor organised and ready to go, get them to have a quick look over it, make sure there's nothing unusual there, um, providing it's a standard contract. Um, but yeah, good idea, run through that, make sure that gets organised, do that homework, understand the market, have a look at the contract. Um, you've got your finance in place, make sure you check things on the on the contract, things like deposits, um, when they're due to be paid and, and, and further details like that as well. Yeah, it's really critical. And this is all part of the conversations that you're having with the real estate sales agent in the lead up to auction day. You need to understand how much deposit will be payable. You also need to understand when that will be payable. Some contracts require payment immediately upon signing of a certain amount. Other contracts will allow payment of the deposit um, by the next business day. So you need to understand how you you, um, are required to pay. And that is a conversation that you need to have with a sales agent. You need to understand whether you um, have to have a personal check, whether a transfer is acceptable, um, what evidence of payment the agent will be looking for on that auction day. And you need to be prepared in the event you are the successful bidder to make that deposit payment. So make sure you're familiar with what the deposit amount is and also when the deadline is for that payment so you're not in breach of the contract and also how the agent um, will accept that payment from you. So in these conversations with the agents, and obviously you're trying to get an understanding what the property is worth, and as Melinda touched on earlier about doing your research, understand the market. I know in other areas, in other states, um, they do give a guidance on price. Um, It's not the case here in Queensland for sure. Not at all. In fact, it's illegal um, for a seller or their agent to give a buyer price guidance for a property that is listed for auction. Um, in Brisbane or rather in Queensland as a whole, agents might provide you with a list of comparable sales, uh, which will help to provide some guidance, but it is up to you, the buyer, to determine the value. Agents will not disclose the price that is expected um, on auction day, nor will they disclose what the seller's expectations are. So you are going into an auction completely blind as to where this property might sell for, and it is up to you as a buyer to do your own due diligence on price. So that's a critical piece, um, especially in a fast-moving market. If you're not keeping up to date with what is selling in real time, and if you're just looking at settled sales, sometimes you can go into an auction with uh, unrealistic expectations um, and the, the auction moves well beyond the amount that you were prepared to pay simply because you're not understanding the market conditions. So it is critical to know what has been selling recently, not just what is recorded in settled sales. I guess it's the other way as well. When people don't know the market, providing they've done their work and they've done their homework with their um, bank or broker, they could get emotional at the auction and get caught up in the in the hype and everything can get emotional and, and start to pay too much. So you've just got to be careful that you understand value, what it's worth and what your walkaway price is. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, when you're asking the agent for that pack that they should be able to provide you prior to auction day, you want to be checking things like the title to see if there's any easements on the property. Um, 
requesting a copy of the building and pest inspection if one has been done. Now, if one has not been done, you should definitely arrange for your own independent building and pest inspection. Now, Scott, being a licensed builder, what are your thoughts on when agents provide that building and pest inspection to buyers? Yeah, look, the building and pest inspectors, people sometimes get concerned that um, it might be a bit biased because it's provided by the seller. However, the building and pest inspectors are licensed. It is an independent report. As I've mentioned in other episodes, you'll get different types of um, reports. So some are really detailed with photos and explanations. Um, Some are not quite as detailed. um, And it's a lot of words in there without the photos. I find the ones with the photos are really good to explain to people because there's nothing like an image with the words to actually explain what you're talking about. Um, I do review those, obviously, if, if they come through and have a look at them and put commentary on them. There's nothing better than having a look at it yourself personally, um, providing you know what you're talking about and actually follow that report through. Um, but they are an independent report. You can rely on them. Um, you can contact them uh, and talk to them. But yeah, you can rely on them. But if, if not, you can organise your own as well. I think that's the critical element. If in doubt, arrange your own independent inspection. Um, but as Scott has mentioned, they all are independently licensed building and pest uh, contractors. So, you know, generally, if they have been provided, they are um, working under a separate license to the real estate sales agent or the seller themselves. So um, the other things that um, you should investigate, um, and this is can be done in conjunction with your solicitor, is just getting a land tax clearance search completed. And if the property has a swimming pool, just making sure that the um, pool safety certificate is compliant and up to date, that should be detailed on the contract of sale. So that will come through as part of the contract review, but it's definitely something that you need to make sure um, you know what you're buying because you are buying unconditionally. Just check that on the contract, actually. I've seen that before where there's a pool on the property. There's a box there to say whether the certificate's been provided or not. Just make sure that that box is ticked. And if it is, um, obviously, then it should get a copy of the um, the current up-to-date pool inspection report. So let's um, move forward to auction day. Assuming you have done all of the preparation, you know your maximum bid amount, um, and you also are comfortable with all of the contract terms and conditions. Um, when you turn up on auction day in Queensland, you must be registered in order to place a bid at an auction. So you can register in the lead up to auction day, a lot of buyers will wait and turn up um, half an hour before the auction to uh, register at that time. That registration process involves um, producing a copy of your identification and also noting um, in writing who the purchasing entity will be. Now, I do need to make it very clear that unless you have instructions in writing from somebody else, you must bid on your own behalf. If someone else is going to bid for you, you must have instructions or they must have instructions in writing from you. And there are um, way, there are certain uh, standard forms that can be used to register uh, to bid on behalf of somebody else. So if you're not familiar with that, um, you need to speak to the sales agent about that process and request the relevant documentation. Now, a lot of people do get very nervous bidding for themselves at auction. And that's okay. They they might send a friend. They might engage a professional um, buyer's agent to bid on their behalf. But just know if someone else is bidding in on your behalf, 
uh, you will need to have paperwork in place and you'll have to seek that information from the sales agent unless you're working with a buyer's agent. So a couple of things I'll, I'll just throw <clears throat> out um, to you, Melinda. A couple of things we've seen people make mistakes, um, which will probably help people. The first thing, as Melinda said, um, and which I probably recommend, get there early. Um, we went to an auction, I think it was weekend before last. Um, it was great. They were handing out free waters, free coffees. It was actually quite relaxing. So get there early. Don't be in a rush. Um, get there nice and early. Talk to the agent. Get yourself a water or a coffee if they're handing it out. Um, and just f- have a wander around the place and be a bit more comfortable. Um, as, as you said, uh, the entity on the contract. Mm. We, we've just seen it time and time again where if you've got a middle name or, or something, whatever it is, you need to make sure that that is correct and that is what you register under. And if you are bidding um, and you're a husband and wife uh, buyer, but only one of you are there and you're intending to purchase in both names, you will need to have prior paperwork in place to insert someone else's name on that contract. So um, unless you are both there in attendance, uh, ready to sign uh, on on your own behalf, you will need to have instructions in writing that someone else can sign um, for you and bid on your behalf. So that's something that is critical to understand. Uh, you must be registered to bid or you must give authorization to someone else to bid on your behalf, in which case you're also authorizing them to sign the contract of sale on your behalf in the event that you are the successful bidder. So remember, you only registered bidders can bid um, and the auctioneer will give everybody who's a registered bidder a paddle um, or you know a number card so that you have a mm-hmm. unique number that will identify every bid that you make. And that's the process here in Brisbane. Yep, pick your lucky number. <laughs> um, the other one when you mentioned about um, bidding on somebody else's behalf, Again, when you talk to the agent or if someone's doing it, make sure that you get the paperwork for it. There is paperwork that you need to actually fill out um, to show that you are bidding on somebody else's behalf and you'll need to have a copy of their identification as well if you are the successful bidder, obviously. Yeah, and prior to every auction, um, the conditions of the sale will be on public display uh, for all buyers to read. When the auctioneer actually commences the auction, they will also announce what the conditions of the sale are, just to remind buyers that if you haven't already read through that documentation, that it is publicly available for you to view. Uh, That is in the event that, you know, people don't understand uh, what they're bidding um, on and what those conditions are. You are reminded multiple times, both in writing and by the auctioneer. So, you know, there's no wriggle room to get out of a contract if you are the successful bidder on auction day. So um, obviously when, when the auction then begins um, and they'll ask for, for an opening bid, can come from anywhere, from anyone, um, and, then, and then obviously the bidding begins and, and the auction can commence and move forward. Yeah, so, um, you know, people are often a little bit shy um, in bringing forward an opening bid um, and depending on the number of people in the crowd and, um, you know, how many people have registered to bid, um, the auctioneer will look for someone to, to, to present an opening bid. In the event that no one um, opens with their own bid, the auctioneer does have a right to accept a, a vendor bid or a seller's bid, but uh, the auctioneer can only put forward a vendor bid up to the reserve price. Now, that reserve price is generally agreed in writing prior to the auction commencing. Um, but yeah, prior to that reserve price being reached, the auctioneer can actually bid on behalf of the seller. And sometimes that does happen to to get an auction started in the event that no one else has put forward an auction. 
It can also happen um, when auctions are slowing down and stalling and the auctioneer wants to um, increase the pace of that auction. So it is completely legal in Queensland for an auctioneer to put forward a bid on behalf of the vendor, uh, but they will need to disclose that they have done that. They're not doing that um, on the sly. There's no secrets about that. They will disclose that that has happened. Yeah, so they will disclose that, as, as Melinda just mentioned. Um, they they will actually say that they're putting forward a vendor's bid and they will announce that at the time. So um, just when we were talking on, obviously, when you, when you mentioned about um, when the bidding begins and someone starts it off, there's, there's no amount that you have to go to. So generally an auctioneer will try and control the auction and he'll ask for whether it's 100,000 or 50,000 or 25 or whatever it may be, you can ask to put whatever number you want forward. Um, it's up to the auctioneer to accept that. Um, but as things get moving, he'll probably accept any number you actually offer as well. Yeah, so during an auction campaign, bidding will um, carry forward until such time that a reserve price is reached now. Um, auctions can run in a number of different ways. Uh, often we see that, you know, the bidding will stall with the highest bidder and then the auctioneer and the sales agent will often have a conversation with that highest bidder to increase their bid um, to allow that property to reach the reserve. Now, whether the property's already reached reserve or not at that point, nobody really knows. But if you hold the highest bid and you are invited to have a private conversation with the auctioneer, um, the purpose of that is to increase your bid um, in the absence of other competition. So be aware that that's what they're doing. Um, now, they will obviously use wording around the fact that, you know, they're looking to bring it onto the market if we can reach a certain price um, and it's up to you to decide whether that's something that you're comfortable doing or not. Remember, if you're talking privately with the auctioneer, um, all other buyers will still have the chance to come back in and bid um, again once that conversation takes place because the purpose is just to increase your bid to bring it onto the market that said, um, if you don't increase your bid and therefore the property uh, does not reach the minimum reserve price, um, the property can quite often pass in, which means it doesn't sell. And then all buyers enter into private negotiations um, and no one knows what anyone else is prepared to pay. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah, so it is It is a funny period in an auction sometimes. That's probably a nerve-wracking time for some people when they get to a certain time um, and the auctioneer will say going once, twice, and then they might actually just say, look, we're just going to pause for a while, as, as you mentioned. Um, they might announce during the auction that it, it's on the market, we are selling. So Absolutely. obviously if it's on the market and they're selling, the third the third hit of the hammer, then it's it's gone. So um, there's an opportunity, obviously, if you're still in the game to, um, to get a bid in. If you're not and it goes to that negotiation stage, there's a chance they might pass it in. Or as, as you mentioned, they might come back and say, okay, we've had an increased bid, we're at that at this limit now and we are on the market, it's it's open for anyone else to bid again. Yeah, I think it's important for people to understand that a fast moving auction where there's multiple bidders, quite often there's no stall, there's no private conversations one-on-one. -on -one. The auctioneer will announce at some point that we are bidding to sell, we've reached reserve, we are on the market. Using any of those words um, indicates that now we um, we're fighting for, for keepers that we're not going to pass in once we've reached that minimum reserve price. So, you know, it's just something to be aware of. Sometimes it does stop and stall and those private conversations do take place. Um, at other times, the auctioneer will simply announce that we are bidding to sell, we are on the market or that we've reached the reserve and we're, we're playing for keeps. So any of that wording indicates that on the third call, um, if that hammer falls, that you will be the successful bidder. Um, dummy bids. 
Yeah, it's funny. I, it's it's come about, well, probably not so much these days. Like you don't see them so much, but um, you, you used to hear people saying that either someone's just in there to push the price up or uh, a friend's come around, get your friends to come around, get them to throw a dummy bid in. Um, yeah, look, it's illegal. Absolutely. 100% illegal here in Queensland. So, you know, if you have concerns that someone's been planted in the crowd and they're a dummy bidder, um, just know that it is illegal for dummy bids to occur at an auction here in Queensland. So it's not something that you do need to be aware of. Remember, everybody that is bidding is registered to bid and in the event they are the highest bidder, uh, they will actually be the owner of that property and they will have a legal obligation to settle on that property. So don't be concerned about dummy bids. They're not legal um, they don't exist here in Queensland it, it's funny auctions when we when we talk about them and some people do say to us um, look I there's no way I could do it it's too nerve-wracking I, I can't do that sort of thing um, we do it for for clients obviously um, and we also get engaged from by people just to actually bid at an auction um, for us it's it, it's it's our work that's what we do um, there is no emotion there's there's obviously strategies and tactics that we use um, during the process um, relationships with that with agents and relationships with auctioneers again another good thing if you know them um, you can talk to them and they they're quite it's a lot more relaxing that way um, the other thing I guess if people are interested is, is go and watch some auctions go and sit in and just actually observe what people do and how they how they operate and how nervous they can look um, and pick up on those things. Absolutely. If you are going to bid for yourself at auction, be prepared and understand what happens at auctions and go and watch the crowd and watch the bidders. And more importantly, focus specifically on their body language. You can see and you can feel when people are reaching their maximum limit just by their body language. And we obviously participate in training as professional bidders to help us understand those cues from other bidders. Another important thing is to see and um, face the other bidders. So don't get caught up in the crowd yourself. If you can't see the other bidders who are bidding against you, you're at a disadvantage. So make sure you're in a position where you can see the other bidders if you are there to buy. Um, but ultimately, if you are the successful bidder, that basically means you hold the highest bid, um, the property is on the market, and after three calls, the hammer falls. Yeah, so it's funny. A local auctioneer we know quite well uh, does a lot of auctions. I think he's saying is... Um, to be in front at the end is, is the ultimate place to be, to win it. Absolutely. And um, I think that he's teasing the crowd by saying it's back to realestate.com for everybody else, which is uh, a heartbreaking feeling when you are an underbidder. And you do hear them say those uh, those lines, probably most auctions as well. I think they're pretty uh, standard for them as well. They are. But look, if you are the successful bidder, you will be invited immediately um, into an area to sign the contract. Um, there's no delay. They, they move you in. Um, you do sign that contract straight away. Now, the amount of your winning bid is what is registered on the contract for residential property. There's no GST that applies to um, increase that by a further 10%. The amount you bid is the amount you pay. Um, obviously, you are also required to prepare for the payment of the deposit at that time. Now, as we mentioned earlier, some deposits are payable immediately and you will need to show evidence of an electronic transfer as you're signing that document. Others may require payment um, by the, the close of business on the next business day. So if the auction is the Saturday, usually you'll have until the Monday, but you will have known prior uh, because you will have been communicating with the agent as to how those auction um, deposits will be payable and when they will be due. And, and obviously you need to settle. If, if, if you can't settle, um, there's some serious legal consequences as well involved in that as well. 
Absolutely. And um, not subject to, um, or not something we're going to cover here, but um, basically if you're not in a position to settle, um, you shouldn't be bidding at that auction. And, and certainly if you've got a limit in place, you should be ensuring that you're not surpassing that limit for emotional reasons on auction day. Look, yeah. So I hope, I hope that's helped a lot. Um, look, auctions, look, I think they're an honest price. Um, you know what the next um, underbidder is actually prepared to pay. So if you get it for just above them, uh, you're, you're getting it for what the market is actually saying it's worth. Um, I do think it's a good honest way to to buy property, providing you have um, you can buy under the conditions, which is unconditional, obviously. So, look, hopefully those tips have helped today. Uh, I'll let Melinda wrap it up as usual, and um, we will talk again next week. Look forward to that. Thanks very much for listening, and bye for now. Yes, thanks for joining us again. I hope that's been helpful in identifying what that process is in preparing to bid for auction and what actually happens on auction day here in Queensland. If you are from interstate, it'll give some clarity over the differences. Um, As always, I hope you have enjoyed the episode today. And if you have, don't forget to tell all of your friends and family that our podcast exists. Um, We'd love to hear from you with a review or send in your questions for our next up and coming um, Q&A session. I'm Melinda Jennison. It's been great to chat to you again and we'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.